Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hello and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age and of course, all things influencer marketing. And we're going to do our best to cover it in right around 15 minutes. So as usual, I'm Holly Moran. And as usual, I'm Frida Ekholm. And in today's episode, we will talk about something that differs brands from brands. It's an italic brands. <laughs> and if you're one of those who scroll endlessly on TikTok, I am, yep. you've probably seen this many, many times. We're talking about brands posting their Instagram content on TikTok. Oh. No. <laughs> so today we will aim 15 minutes to talk about why posting Instagram content directly onto your TikTok isn't a sustainable strategy if you want to be successful on this new, extremely popular platform. note we're going to focus on the why not the why just don't do it because that should be a given don't do it <laughs> so before let's go let's go back to basics what is the the main difference between these social platforms do you think yeah i'll, I'll try to to make it quite short i could go <laughs> i could go one hour about this yeah but yeah so basically tiktok is about entertainment Consumers want content to be enjoyable, they want it to be inspiring, and they also want content to be valuable. So they want the content that they are seeing there to provide some sort of uh, educational part that makes them learn something new. For example, life hacks, uh, hauls is very popular. And most importantly, they want this content to be unfiltered and fun. 
So your living room can be messy or the video can be taken in a selfie mode of you walking and talking or sitting at your kitchen table. No worries. That's the content that goes really well on this platform. Yeah. But Instagram, on the other hand, is more about getting, you know, the the high-end inspiration. So consumers here accept content being more filtered and, and fashionable. Uh, but when I say filtered content, we don't mean adding a bunch of special effects, uh, changing your eye color, and so on and so on. But with filtered, we mean that they want people to show, like, they, you should be real and authentic, like showing your real lives, but you could still do it in a more elevated, uh, fashionable way. Yeah, I think I think that people are more accepting of kind of the highlight reel, aren't they? They want that aesthetic content. Yes, more. great. Yeah, and, and, and one thing that really caught my attention and is something that it describes, like the differences of like especially these two platforms very well, is uh, something that the head of global agency and accounts at TikTok described the app herself. So she said, and I quote, the audiences that love and build and create and connect with TikTok, they say they check Facebook, they check Instagram, they check Twitter, they check Snapchat, and they check things, but they don't check TikTok. They tell us they watch TikTok. So TikTok is basically describing themselves as an entertainment platform and not a social network. Definitely. And I think that's something their, their algorithm has developed so well to support because it's so sharp on seeing what you're spending longer watching, what you're engaging with. And it churns similar content back out at you um, in a way that maybe the other social platforms haven't refined quite as much, I think TikTok has. Yeah. So if we look at the kind of top three reasons that consumers give for using the different platforms, there is crossover, but I think the prioritization is where it's really interesting to me. So on Instagram, the number one reason people say they use the platform it is to post and share their own photos or videos, you know, to put their own content out to an audience. Whereas on TikTok, it is about finding funny and entertaining content. So it's much more about the consumption than it is on Instagram, which is more about the, um, the publishing and the sharing. The second reason for using Instagram is to follow and find info about products and brands. And obviously, this is going to be great news for brands. Loads of you, I would hope all of you, if not most of you, are already on um, Instagram to share information about your products and brands. And the audience is still super receptive to that on this platform. It's the second most common reason they use it. On TikTok, actually sharing your own content comes in as the second most common reason for using the platform. So that's when people are posting and sharing their own videos. So while it's not the first, people are much more about consumption, they're still prioritizing sharing their own material. And finally, the third most common reason people use Instagram is to find funny and entertaining content. So obviously, whereas that was the most popular reason for using the platform on TikTok, on Instagram, it slips into third. So it's, more, it's still important, but not in the same way that it's on TikTok. And the third most common reason for using TikTok is to keep up to date with the news and the wider world. So that is so interesting because that is where people, you know, particularly younger shoppers and, and users of the app are getting their, their news and their information nowadays. 
Yeah, and and very interesting to to add here is that Google actually said themselves that they are uh, losing like search volumes to, for example, TikTok, because like myself, when I I was looking for a new bronzer. Uh, and of course, like without even thinking about it, I went into TikTok and then I searched for like bronzer, bronzer hauls or bronzer reviews. And then I scrolled there for, yeah, one hour probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I decided on a bronzer and then I bought it. Mm. So I, 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 I wasn't even close to Googling a bronzer top list because what does it say about uh, like a bronzer if you say, yeah, it's smooth, it's glowy. Okay, yeah. But yeah. it doesn't show me anything. Like on TikTok, I can see how it looks, how should it be applied, et cetera, et cetera. And you can consume that information so much quicker, you know, because it's kind of the sweet spot, isn't it? Between There's still a place for YouTube. Never believe that we're saying no to YouTube. But, you know, those hauls are so much longer on that platform, whereas TikTok, you can get the information you need super quickly. Uh, that doesn't mean you're not going to spend an hour watching the <laughs> but you could get it quicker if you wanted. Yes. <laughs> uh, and also, I think uh, a good thing to mention here is that if we look at Instagram, follow and find products or brands is at the second, but on TikTok, it isn't even there on the top list yet. But I think it's because we've spent years on Instagram, like scrolling, uh, looking for brands. We know the brands are there and they provide us with like the good the right information but on tiktok i don't think users are very used to like seeing a lot of brands because a lot of brands are missing out on tiktok like still today um mm -hmm. and thinking it's a platform for dancing kids <laughs> i quote <laughs> what i've heard so Holly, what do you say about this do you think this is uh, true no no it's 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 not true at all um and i, and I hope more brands come to realize this you know, as we move into the new year, we already know that Gen Z is, is really strongest on TikTok. It's by far the platform they're spending the most time nowadays. And whereas I think there's been this propensity to think of Gen Z as like just staying in their bedroom, they're not worth talking to. When we've, we've spoken about this before, but the older half of that generation are already coming into their financial independence. They're getting money in their pockets and they're ready to spend it with the brands that they feel are connecting with them, are reaching out to them. And this is a really strong target audience for brands. So please do not sleep on this audience. Do not miss <laughs> out on them. And although it's easy to center conversations about, about TikTok around Gen Z, we can also look at millennials. They are not too old for TikTok. I'm a millennial. I'm on TikTok. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I dismissed it I, myself. You know, when it first came around, I was like, sure, sure, dancing videos. Um, and now I can lose hours of my life to the app. So the millennials who are using TikTok, like me, like Frida, we've grown 30% already. And the millennials who are citing it as their favorite app grew 51% over the last year. So Facebook and Instagram... They're still really important apps. They're still the you know the big player for the majority, the favorite for the majority, and they're still the most used. But I think we're going to see that shift in the coming year. And I think it's important to remember that younger millennials will often differ in behavior to elder millennials. So the youngest in that bracket are 26 plus and the older are 40 plus. So that's a huge gap. And TikTok is growing rapidly among the younger audience and even a little bit in the older audience too. So I think that's yeah. to start planning for. 
And actually, now I think of it, the same probably does go for Gen Z. I do think Instagram still marginally pips TikTok to the post. I think it is more frequently cited as their favorite platform. But TikTok is closing really quickly in that gap. It's coming up fast behind Instagram. So make sure you're factoring that in. Yeah. Yeah. And for Gen Z, Facebook is dropping out. So that's the main difference. But Holly... To end this episode, I know our listeners like concrete examples. Should we share some brands that they can look at for inspiration, focusing on like the brands TikTok versus Instagram and how they've succeeded? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Okay, I'll start then. Um, (laughs) I will mention an example I mention a lot, but they are huge on TikTok and it's Jerf Avenue. We had them actually on our Behind the Mic uh, podcast episode. It's also available as a webinar if you want to tune in. So Jurf Avenue is on Instagram sharing a lot of user-generated content. They're reposting uh, a lot of their clients' content or client customers. Uh, they're showcasing all kinds of bodies, wearing their products, so that you can like recognize yourself and say, okay, how would this shirt fit on me? Or how does it look this on me? And this is something that they are doing really good on Instagram. And on TikTok, let's just take a moment for the hashtag Matilda Jerf on TikTok, currently on 177 million views. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, so Matilda Jerf's hair and Scandinavian style has basically taken over TikTok. So it's like uh, worldwide, you can see girls recreating the hair, recreating the look, etc. It's all, also a TikTok trend that is like, guess who doesn't know about Matilda Jerf? <laughs> um, and then they they film their friends and they see who has the most like non-similar style to to Matilda Jerf. So yeah, but on TikTok, they're posting real life behind the scenes content, uh, like with their employees uh, and clothes in action uh, on a workday, also on different types of people. So it's lighthearted, it's fun, it's valuable for consumers that want to shop. And most important, it gives the brand a, a personality and like a, a like a warmth. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> no, completely. And I think that's something that, you know, when we did do that behind Mike, they talk a lot about how they developed that identity and how inherent, how inbuilt that is into their brand. Um, and I actually, uh, I just recently bought an air wrap after seeing a TikTok of someone using one to get hair like Matilda Jeff. So. <laughs> that's so fun. I, I bought the, the white shirt you're wrong we're there we're spending money <laughs> yes I think um for me the brand that I always always give as an example is maybe a bit of a curveball but it's Duolingo and the oh, fact I love them <laughs> yeah the fact that they're a curveball is kind of why I love them so much so I'm sure everyone's familiar but Duolingo obviously is a language learning app um which on the surface doesn't feel like the most thrilling account to run. Um, And on their Instagram, you know, they do a really good job of being really functional and educational on that platform. They use their Instagram to communicate app updates and changes. They will introduce new characters that you meet when you're learning a language. They'll share fan art from the community, which I love because, you know, that UGC thing, it makes your audience feel so heard. It makes them feel important. But it is TikTok where they really shine. And I do think it would have been really easy for them to slip um, 
in, into, into being a bit dull. You know, ultimately their, their product is learning, which is never, not often the most exciting thing to sell. But they really shine. It's all down to um, Zaria Pavez, their global social media manager, who just always seem to have a head start on the hottest trends that are going on TikTok. But the but it's only and, and this is important to note, it's she only adopts the trends that are relevant to the Duolingo brand. Because I think it's very easy for brands to come in and make the mistake of just being any trend will do, just chase virality. Whereas she's so selective about what she does, but still managing her and her team, I should say, still managing to find really creative ways um, to get on the back of trends and even to create new kind of storylines and trends herself. They never play it safe. And, you know, whether you see duo kind of low-key kidnapping colleagues, whether they're reading fan fiction about themselves, they are always creative. They're always imaginative. And they're finding ways to ingratiate their app to completely new audiences who might otherwise not have sorted out. Yeah, it's a great brand on TikTok. They are uh, iconic. <laughs> They're on all the top brands on TikTok lists. <laughs> so well done. Uh, I, we hope that we can get them in the podcast soon so they can talk about their success. <laughs> so if you hear this... We're coming for you. Give us a call. <laughs> So this was all for today, but the content doesn't end here. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influencer marketing, make sure you follow us across our social media platforms, which you'll find at Cure Media.